Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. You guys, I have the deputy editor of Us Weekly on the podcast today. That sounds so smart. Doesn't it? Maybe, fine. Maybe not Us Weekly, but Deputy Editor. That sounds fucking cool. She's not even 30 years old either. So, you know, good for her. Uh, Anywho, it's a great episode. I got a lot. I didn't expect to ask so many questions about BravoCon because she was there front and center at BravoCon. But it's really hard not to ask follow-up questions based on what she was, just little things she was dropping. I was like, hold on, elaborate. And so for the first time in my recapping podcasting journey, I had to figure out on the fly how to recap two episodes because I did the last two episodes of season seven, Orange County, since they kind of are, you know, to be continued, you got to do both, right? I had 40, 35, 40 minutes to recap both episodes. And if you're new here, you don't know this, but I'm pretty long-winded. Okay, this was like a sprint marathon, not marathon, a sprint and a marathon are two different things. This was like a sprint where I didn't breathe the whole time. I was actually pleasantly surprised when I went to edit because you, I kind of pulled it off. I was like, oh, I, I faked this pretty well. I was scared. But somehow, it's a really solid episode where you, we get through the whole thing, cover all the beats, have insightful conversations. She's really funny. And this is kind of just like nerdy, sort of just for me information or any other like podcasters out there. But yeah, I, I panicked because I was like, I don't have two hours like I normally do when I do this with Pia. Fuck. So it's not my usual super detailed recap, but it's actually pretty damn good. Um, but the but before that, we go into BravoCon tea. She was in the press room when, when after Lisa Rinna got booed. She talks about what that was like. So it's a fun, light, fluffy holiday episode. Not really holiday, but just you get what I'm saying. Okay, 
super long intro, just blabbering on. I didn't even tell you things I needed to tell you. I'll mention it a little bit in the episode, but I'm launching my Patreon um, most likely next week, which would be the first week of December. Um, if not, I may push it one more week, but it will be all of the vintage Bravo jams like Vanderpump Rules Season 3. Pia and I are going to be recapping that from start to finish exclusively on the Patreon. I'm going to leave all of the information that's kind of boring down in the description if you are interested. All right, guys, I, I'm going to let you just enjoy this episode, and I love you. I mean it. I heard you on I Am The Cute One, which is one of my most favoritest podcasts ever. You taught me something about IMDb facts, which is that anyone can write them in. Anyone can write them in. I am obsessed with IMDb. Um, I have been forever. I feel like it's not watching a movie if you're not interrupting whoever you're watching it with to read them the trivia. And I always, again, thought it was like Bible. And then I realized I could be submitting it just like Wikipedia. Um, And I'm still going to take everything I read as fact. But just so everyone knows, I'm just spreading the word. And I don't know why. I don't know where I thought the information was coming (laughs) from. Like, I don't know where I was like, like, like a film Bible that they were getting this. But like Sarah submitted, (laughs) submitted, was it Kyle Richards info? Was that what it was? Um, Real Housewives of the North Pole um, on Peacock last year. I'm a big Hallmark made for TV Christmas movie girl. It's like my release because so much pop culture is work. Not that I don't love it, but um, Hallmark is a safe space. I rarely write about it. And when I do, it's just like selfishly because I want to talk to these people. Um, It's not for the numbers. Um, And (laughs) last year for um, they did that Hallmark, they did a Peacock movie, Real Hostage of the North Pole with Kyle Richards and Portia made a cameo as a Girl Scout. And I had to get it in IMDb because I was shook it wasn't there. And then I realized how easy it was. And I was like, oh, no, I wonder who fact checked this. But I was right, obviously. But still, I would love that would be a great job. The IMDb, like, check the submissions. Oh, the fact checker. Yeah. Um, so what what where I found you first was your BravoCon coverage. It was right. superb. I became, I became like, I became, I became like a, like a full on, I became your publicist for the BravoCon coverage. I appreciated that. I was literally like, I don't know what the hell we're, we've been doing, but we all need to follow this woman. What the hell? Okay. So as a content creator myself in my own right, um, Mm -hmm. I have the easy job because like, it's just posting on Instagram, but you have to like ask these people questions in person. Yeah. And I feel like you actually you you do you have to do a lot of like forced questions or do you get to come up with most of it on your own that's a good question i think it's a mix um it okay. sort of depends for bravocon specifically i was lucky enough which it, i mean it's a it's a war to get in that place it was yeah. a journey um we obviously us weekly does a lot of work with bravo um but at the same time it was like a very limited number of spaces so we kind of had to fight for our spots but once we got it secured i was kind of in charge of making us weekly's plan cool. so i had a reporter um, whose job was just to go to panels and to write out everything she could and text me if anything big happened. Um, and then mm. we have an on-camera correspondent named Christina, who if you watch Us Weekly's YouTube videos and stuff, you'd recognize her face. And she was at the top of the press room line. And she kind of was like on biggest news duty. So you get 
some of these people, they gave us two questions. Some they, you know, all of a sudden you're spending seven minutes and you don't know why no one's pulled them because it's a chaotic experience. So you kind okay. of have to have a million things prepared. Um, but sometimes you literally get 30 seconds and then their publicist is bringing this next one or Bravo. It was, it's, it's a crazy experience. So I had Christina at the top of the carpet, Eliza in the BravoCon room, and then I was the roamer. So oh. I spent most of the first two days because there was no press room the last day for our traditional press, at least. Um, at the bottom of the carpet, kind of getting to do more fun stuff. So it was exciting because I kind of made Christina made, but Christina asked the hard hitting questions, the ones every outlet was asking, but we needed our version of the answer. You know what I mean? Like how many times are we going to ask Erica Jane the same thing? But like you, we, you don't want to pick up your yes. competitors. So you need that. And then I got to do those bigger roundups. Whereas why I asked every single Bravo person, some of the same questions. So I could put together like we asked 56 Bravo celebrities this, or we asked 38 Real Housewives this. And that was my priority. And then getting social content for us to then send it back to our social editor. So that's why I was running around, like taking videos. That, and I happened to, I luckily was in the panels that I feel like had the most drama just by chance. Like I loved when you asked everyone, um, or you asked who was the worst and best casting. That right. was a good one. Thank you. Good, good one. Because, you know, you could either like not answer it or answer it. Like you could decide to be shady or not. Because sometimes you put, yeah. like something when they, people go on, like watch what happens live, they make them play the shadiest fucking questions, and yeah. shadiest games. I'm like, you're making them have to be shady. But that was, I was like, this was smart, you know? And some of them were smarter than others. I mean, you had Paige and Sierra from Summer House, for example, immediately turned into a joke. And I, some of the, like the Summer House Vanderpump kids, those, they're the easiest to interview. Totally. I've interviewed them a bunch of times. They actually do usually remember. They're pretty much, and they're still, I think, kind of in awe of like, this is life, like what the mm -hmm. hell? Um, and a little humble and also just like down to clown. I feel like Andy Cohen feels the same way. Like he's not dealing with there. They usually just answer the question and they're expecting it. Housewives have egos. Some of them are harder than others. Some of them had their husbands next to them. Some of them had publicists hoving over them. Some of them hadn't been on the show in years and were ready to stir the pot. So I think as an interviewer, the thing I've always tried to do is read the room yeah. and I allow them. And I always try to, I ask, I'm not afraid to ask the question, but I also think I'm decent at giving them the escape or letting them kind of, you know, float around when to step in is important when not to. But I was just recording all that on my phone because it was sort of just like us weekly bonus content. Because like I said, we had Christina totally. top of the carpet and we had planned all those questions. Um, so I got really lucky that I got, to, I got to have fun at BravoCon. It was still work and it was long, but it was really fun. And I, it was the key, I think, to kind of having you know, planning it out in advance, but it was crazy, but I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing my content. <laughs> I had so much fun and I was like addicted to posting. I feel like I was being crazy. No, I loved it. It was because, well, because I noticed at first I was like, this bitch is so close. What the fuck? Oh my God. Now I know what's happening here. So I was yeah. like, go to her page immediately. This <laughs> yeah, is the, the number gets, one. The press gets good treatment at BravoCon. I got to give it <laughs> to them. And I know there was people that were a little bitter, but like, listen, no, no, we, we work, deserve we are, it. I, we, I feel like I work for Bravo half the time with the amount yeah. of coverage I give them for like shows that I mean, it, it's no, just no. whatever the Us Weekly audience wants, but it's, yeah. it's definitely a game. You the press deserves it. Are you kidding? You have to cover <laughs> it. No, the press deserves to be front and center. Uh, do you have I know this is kind of like an obnoxious question, but what was your craziest experience as one does it stick anything stick out or maybe like a top five i'm horrible at remember my memory's bad so whenever anyone asks me this i'm like i don't know i smoke weed about BravoCon specifically yeah okay um i mean the real houses of salt lake city panel was crazy i yes. know that was kind of i was 
happened to be like right front. And I got a really good seat for that one. So watching them fight in real time was like pretty mind blowing just because you could see like yes. Karamo from Queer Eye, who was the moderator's like heads <laughs> turning because <laughs> if you don't know, they give the moderator like questions in advance and Bravo is pretty strict with what they want talked about and what not talked about. Oh, and I think okay. they're trying to save it for, you got know, it. this is a show that just started airing. So it's, they're going to have to talk about quote unquote in New York or in this, like they say on these shows. Um, because so much happened, but, um, yes, that was a crazy one in New York and in right. LA yes, when we were did. in New York, you called me this and then the cue, the footage, I know they were taping them all. So yes. they'll have the footage. I expect a lot of Salt Lake city, Bravo con receipts at that reunion. Cause things got very heated. Um, and I, I, I find it fascinating to watch the moderators because <laughs> I know what it's like to be like the journalist in the room who's trying to stir the pot and then they have to navigate the audience Q and a, but they have Bravo, like who gave them questions already and like want them to change the subject and ask these dumb games. Um, but the Salt Lake City <laughs> ladies didn't care. They just came out swinging. So that was like electric that like gave me life after a long day after I was like, I don't know if I can do this for two more days. Um, and then what's that happens- day one? That was day one. Wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was Friday night because then I ran to watch what happens live and it was that the where everyone. And again, so I, I stumbled in there and was like the first seat. And I kept thinking wow. I was going to get kicked out because I was like, and I was right next to all the NBC executives. I was like, I don't know if this is where I'm supposed to be, but I just went with it. <laughs> no one questioned me. And that was just nuts because it was like watching everything with inter, inter, intermission, like that taping. I think they aired 45 minutes. It lasted almost two hours because they kept having audio issues and they had all 140 Bravo liberties on stage and they all like were, they were running late. Andy was trying to like improv, like it was nuts to the, that taping. And I was watching like Shep and Taylor, like kind of fighting and Craig immediately leave to go sit with the Southern charm to go sit with um, the summer house people to be with Paige and Lisa Renna and Kathy Hilton, like just pretending they weren't sitting two feet next to each other. That was like crazy watching the dynamics on stage. Brandy Glanville's face when Sheena did a split. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> I could not, like, I didn't know where to look. It was overload. Um, so that was cool. But then I think the biggest headline was obviously Rena and the booing. And she wasn't supposed to come to the BravoCon press room at all. Like she wasn't on the list. And then they added her. So I was kind of surprised when she showed up after that and she was going down the line and they were kind of saying like two questions for Lisa Renna. And then it became one question for Lisa Renna. And then this, this lovely reporter from USA Today who was standing next to me, asked her about like whether she was going to be fired. Like, and she said it in Whoa. not a harsh way, but in like a fat, like a whatever way. And everyone, and Lisa had just answered 17 questions about being booed and being hated. Like it was a tough line. Wow. And she just goes, all right, no more questions for Lisa Renna. And like walks out halfway through. <laughs> And I was like, this is like better than me asking you something dumb because I just got to witness you in like real life have a meltdown on this carpet. And then Erica Jane did the same thing. Like we had our names in front of us of like where we worked and she walked up to the Hulu one or Hulu tried to talk to her. She goes, housewife and the hustler? Hell no. And walked to the next (laughs) one. Like it was seeing their, the press room half the time, just watching how they acted to other outlets. And it's scary for me. Sometimes I don't know. They're going to say us magazine screw you for this or screw you for that. So it's a nerve wracking thing, but have, watching it happen with other, it was just crazy. The press room was nuts, but the Beverly Hills ladies are always, even BravoCon the first time I, that wasn't like the Denise stuff was happening and we didn't oh, yeah. know why, but like half of them weren't doing press, half of them weren't talking oh. to each other. Like you could feel the tension every time there's like the Beverly Hills girls are in the same room. It's not like friendly. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Ooh, the press room. Ooh, yeah. the press room. <laughs> that oh, could be its own reality show, yeah, the press room. I was going to say, that's like a good yeah. like TV show. Yeah. I mean, we but, all get along for the most part. But well, it's like, yeah, uh, but like well, the yeah. tension that comes yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Ooh, even like a fictional TV show, just like creating the characters of what it's like. Like the characters could be you guys, but then mm-hmm. just like the cast of characters that would come in. Because I didn't even think of what that would feel like. And it's nonstop. Like it started at 10. 30 and the press room wrapped at five every day and they oh just bring God. the talent in and out so I don't think I I mean not, I'm not trying to complain because like I know everyone would kill to be in there and I would never give it up but I mean I don't think I sat down for like five hours and then the Girl. second you do somebody else walks in and then you're again then you have Teddy Mountcamp at the top of the press line doing her podcast <sighs> with Justin Anderson ruining everything for yeah, everybody like, <laughs> it's just like the weirdest <laughs> dynamics and like you see them interact with each other and who's trying to who do they have you know like they had Danielle start on one end and Lindsay start on the other. You could tell they're trying to keep them apart. Somewhere. Like it was very strategic, but the publicist can only do so much because there's too much happening. So I know the Bravo publicist, like I know what they can control, and what they can't control. And then you have the, some personal publicist. So it's its own game in that, in that oh, room. You just spelled out. Oh, this is, I'm, this is so much fun for me. Okay. So what you have, these are all the moving players. So you've yeah. got, you've got the Bravo publicist and then sometimes you've got the personal publicist. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the Bravo publicists are having to communicate with the personal publicist. Sometimes maybe they're like, no, no, yes. that's not going to fly with my client. I don't think so. And then oh. to stir the pot again, because Bravo hired an outside PR company to help them plan BravoCon. Uh-huh. You had other publicists who were just trying to run the event who actually didn't care or know who any of these people were. They were just <laughs> trying to move them down the line and ask me, you know, oh, do you want this person? Not even like whether I had said I wanted them first, but now I want them because they're stirring the pot. So it was like this publicist plus all the talent, plus all the journalists who like know each other and we all get along, but we're also competing. And I just heard you ask that question. And you're gonna are you gonna steal my question? Like it really was its own vibe in there um fun really fun but also stressful and then everyone's getting on the computers texting their teams back at the office to try to get their stuff up first so i'm obsessed with this this is such a this was i didn't expect it to be that many moving parts it's crazy but that's a lot of moving parts then there's a whole by the way fan convention happening where there's thousands and thousands (laughs) of people who don't even realize what's happening in this room that's like right behind them because it's kind of off to the side they try to keep it separate and so like all we get when we look at clips, it's just this little clip. Yeah. And so that's, and that's all we're like dying for, just for, for us, yeah. for us to get that little goddamn soundbite. Well, I try to like, I was trying to take videos, like who was walking in, but I will say for the most part, everyone was very, I'm always pleasantly surprised. I don't know if it's because, oh, they're like, oh, us magazine, they're going to write if we're like, I'm next to page six. Like we're going to, if someone has a meltdown, like it's going to be news. Like that's its own thing. Totally. So I was pleasantly surprised. Everyone was actually very, very nice. And they usually are. I've never really had a bad interaction with a housewife, which I feel like makes for bad stories, but like they can't really be mean to me because I'm the press and then they'll say they're mean. So I don't know how they really are, but I've only Mm. had mostly pleasant experiences with people from Bravo, both off on and off camera personally. Um, well, let's get into what what brought us all to Bravo to begin with. Orig- OG, OG Housewives stuff. So I'm going to be launching a Patreon. I've been I don't know why I've been fighting a Patreon. I don't know why I've just been fighting it. It just sounds like a lot of extra work. But <laughs> I I've been, what made me want to do a podcast was g- recapping old school Bravo anyway. Um, and so I thought, you know what? Why don't I tease the people? With Ooh. a few with a few vintage recaps anyway. So today we're gonna re and obviously you saw by the title, Orange County Season Seven. 
this is I like season seven because it's when Heather joins and she like right. changes the whole dynamic. And like I had a friend because if, if you've never watched Orange County and you look and see how many seasons there are, you can feel a little overwhelmed. Like, how do I ever get caught up? I'm like, start at seven. Mm-hmm. Y- yes, you'll be a little lost, but you can kind of figure it out because the goal is just to get you to Cancer Gate season. Exactly. That's the best season, which is ten, right? Ten. Because when I was watching this, I was like, seven. Oh my God, Brooks is here already. But I know right? I knew because Megan King, I knew it was ten, and I was like, oh wow, we have a lot of Brooks. It feels like it all came happening together, but I guess Cancer Gate takes a while. <laughs> Every single time I realize how much Brooks we had, I'm like, this guy was just in this too long. Thank God it was before cancel culture because I don't think they could have aired half this now. <laughs> right? <laughs> like before I think cancel. cancer. I think Bravo would have had like really statements at the time. We were just like mad at him, but it was still aired and it was still entertainment. I feel like if this aired a couple years later, it would have been like pulled from the network. Which was Isn't a it damn crazy shame. that that Vicky survived it too? Like Vicky alive and kicking. People still want her yeah. back on the show. Like it's true. Wild. Um, the taglines for this season. I, I had them memorized. Like as soon as they started, like I could do them as soon as I heard. I call this. This is Tamara. I call the shots of my life now and I have good aim. My favorite is that by this point, Simon and her, they're divo- like, she mm-hmm. can't put any of her kids in her like title card yeah. thing. So it's just Ryan. Just Ryan. That's <laughs> all she got. Not even Eddie yet. Just Ryan. Not even Eddie. Not even Eddie. Uh, oh, Vicky's. My love tank is full and I'm driving into my future. And it is cringe. Her with places like Brooks kissing her like on, mm. on her cheek. You're like, oh, no. You know what's so really sad about bad. Vicky is and I, I when I one of the questions I asked her Bravo Com was like a moment you could regret redo like a moment you regret or redo. And a lot of them have been asked questions like that before. But I, it was a good one to ask from any show. And she and I know she said this to other outlets and said it before, but she brought up like divorcing Don. And she said if she could like do anything again, it would be not divorcing Don. She- and knowing where we're at now with like this is how the Steve thing ended. Obviously how the Brooks thing ended. Like all these roads like lead back to her divorcing Don. It's like, <laughs> why did she like this show? It's just so crazy because the love take is still not full to the day in 2022. Divorcing Don? It's like dark. Most of them are like, I wish I didn't throw that glass or wear that shirt. And she's like, div-. I'm like, divorce? That's heavy. I'm looking God. for like a bad fashion moment. <laughs> that's where you like, thought that's the a life was decision, go. <laughs> not a Bravo moment. That's a life choice you made. That wasn't for the program, I don't think. <laughs> so dark. But yeah, she's this is when she thinks the love tank is full, but she has no idea what's just about to happen to her. God, that's such a Vicky answer. Right? That, like, she got so deep. Me, that was like when uh that reminds me on the ultimate girls trip when she goes, If I die, know that I died <laughs> sad. That that killed me. I love that. So Vicky. That is so, so Vicky. It was such a perfect Vicky line for now. That's like yeah. that it, it's it's true. She did. That would die. be her tagline if she came back now. Um if they gave friends <laughs> of or guest appearances, whatever she's gonna be this year, that would be the tagline. And that is what should be on her tombstone. Yes, yeah, I died sad. I she died sad. Because <laughs> of you, because of something you did. Like it should right. be a guilt trip on there. Yes. Uh Alexis is horrible i thank god every day for my life and you would too i'm like that's the best they could do for alexis that's the best was when she had the one that was like my body is whatever my husband's my savior i don't remember what it was but oh that was so wild frightening it was it was like where are we going with this one like it started and you're like it went to all these different it's like a cult yeah (laughs) the vows (laughs) the vows full on yes it was renere all the way (laughs) um heather's perfection 
I may be married to a plastic surgeon, but I'm 98% real. Mm, very good. I mean, I don't think it could get any better than that. For a first-time housewife, <laughs> bravo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Gretchen's. <sighs> don't call me a princess. Call me the boss. Oh, God. <sighs> that one, like, as soon as it started, I was mad. I was like, that's right. Don't finish it. I think I fast-forwarded. I'm like, don't, I can't. I can't. This is uh, a failed handbag line. <laughs> the failed handbag line. Um, this isn't I don't think it was this season's reunion. It was this, it was her final reunion season. The audience finally brought up the a very important Gretchenism. She says the word something wrong. Mm. She says something. And and Andy tries to get her to fix it. Andy's like, say some. She goes, some. Now say thing thing and he goes now say something she goes something <laughs> it, and he's like do you still not see what you're doing she goes no i don't i'm like i don't under i don't she's a special breed man gretchen yeah i need you to i'm gonna need you to figure out what you're doing there she's got some Teresa judice in her with with that with the pronunciations yes. although the way Teresa says sandwich i fully support <laughs> fully 100 percent, i'm on board with that she nothing makes like me happier forever. than like andy cohen's face when he's trying to like point things out like when Ramona would say like a saying yes. wrong or trying to teach Teresa how to say a word, Gretchen how to say a word, like his face where he's just like dumbfounded, but also giddy because he knows it's going to like go viral and be a thing. It's it's the best. Yes. The pure joy. He's losing a little bit of spark. He's getting tired. Mm-hmm. He does so many because re- there's more shows now. Yeah. And you so- know, he doesn't care about like the he always Vanderpump rules. I feel like he always got invigorated for summer house he doesn't want to be there like he doesn't care southern charm a little bit but like it's not quite the same but i feel like he had a lull and i think he's kind of back i think maybe covid and not getting to do it took like maybe made him miss it a little bit because i really thought for a second there he was totally over it and i think he even like admitted he was phoning it in a bit and now oh, he's he? kind of yeah a couple like on one of i don't know if it was on one of the books or in something oh. but on watch heavens live like he kind of felt like whatever but something he kind of snapped out of it and realized that like this is a lucky job, but it happens. I mean, you get burnt out in anything you do. Totally. Ryan Bailey and I just recapped Vanderpump Rules season two reunion. Ooh. He is Andy Cohen is alive. Yeah. He's first of all, it's filmed just in Sir. Like, it's in front of the bar. They're on bar stools. There's no set. Which They're is ba- so tiny. If you've ever been to Sir, you barely can move in that area. Like how They're practically knee to knee. There's no like distance between them at all. They're just like in a semicircle, like right next to each other and he loves it like he sandoval says she was banging him in my bed with my condoms and andy's face is like yes oh yes. so good, he, so and, good. He, and jack says just sociopathic things and he keeps probing him for more he's in he's like this is a gold mine and you guys can't say anything to me because you're just working in a restaurant yeah as we're housewives he's like god you got they're so high maintenance housewives if compared to like the vanderpump rules cast mm-hmm. um, okay so this is the party this is heather got the finale party of her first season and it's a big deal it's like her name change party and this like this fucking house my god so she's meeting the florist going over the flowers all white furniture to make it feel like a club uh, everyone is going to, upon arrival, get a glass of champagne with a diamond in it. And one is real. Epic. Epic. You need money. on. That's the thing about Heather. And I know that's what then they tried to bring her back. I know they brought her back and it wasn't the best season last year. And they, I think because they banked on like she was going to bring the money, which is important. And you do yes. need that. 
But I also was thinking because it's her first season, which is so crazy to me because I feel like they always give Shannon all this credit for being like the Orange County housewife that kind of changed things. And Shannon did bring so much and she still does. And I like her. But Heather, I think, classed up the place in a way we didn't know we needed. And then when they lost it, that's why it felt so jarring. But then to put her on with like Emily, like I think it'll all work now that they're all going to know each other. Because what they did with these five, even though Heather was new, the history, like it just worked. And it's hard to have a five, five season house. Like it's a housewife with only five seat women. Yeah. And I was, it's like this, I think Salt Lake City's doing it well. And the year of um, Roni where there wasn't that many, like you, it's not bad when they have them as long as they care enough about each other. And Heather took it seriously enough where I guess she just really jumped right in. Cause she's, I bought her when she was like crying. I'm jumping ahead, but like trying to get Vicky to come back. Like she was making the show, yes. but I also believed her relationships with these women, which doesn't happen organically a lot. And I feel like Heather, I, I don't know. I, I'm worried that her comeback is going to kind of erase some of the good stuff from the beginning, kind of like what happened with Nini, in my opinion. Like Nini was never yes. quite there. And I feel like it almost takes away because of all the drama that happened with like how great she was, like her legacy. And I don't know. I haven't seen the season yet, but her, Heather's first season back was lackluster. But watching this, I was like, oh, no, she was very crucial and important. There's a moment, too, because I had I just had season seven on in the background while mm-hmm. I was working just to kind of jog my memory about like right. the comings and goings. And there's a part because when she starts, when Vicky's all about Brooks, she kind of like pulls away from the group. And Heather has a line where she says, I called Vicky to invite her because I miss her and she hasn't been hanging out with us. And I was like, that feels genuine. Like I bought it. And she only just met Vicky for filming, but it's yeah. like she really, like you said, she was all in. She's like, I'm here. I'm going to play the game. Not because she was like trying to be on the show, but because she genuinely wanted to like be their friend. I, I yeah. And maybe she's just a better actress than we thought. I never saw that episode of Malibu Country, but um, she did <laughs> really, I I bought everything she was selling and the way like, I mean, Tamara ends up putting her on her wedding. I know a lot of this is for the show, but I feel like this, this. Orange County is at its best when, you know, because they can let it go. Like Tamara is a great housewife because she brings the emotion, but she does forgive, which we know yes. we're going to see also with like Shannon and Vicky. Now. Yes. Like, they forgive, which is important. And you can't have a housewife that refuses to film. You can't have a housewife that does that. That's the worst. And this four, these five women are very different and there's conflict. But I did buy at the end of the day that they cared about each. I mean, maybe not so much they didn't care about Alexis, but like Vicky cared about Alexis and Gretchen yes. kind of cared about it. Like there was genuine feelings there for people who didn't know each other before they were on the show. And that's missing a lot of the times now. Yeah, this cast was really good. Yeah, this cast, like the dynamic, like I didn't like love Alexis, but she mm-hmm. played a good role within this group. Yeah, somehow she aged this her storyline, like, quote unquote, aged, obviously the worst because she's yeah. with Jim, <laughs> yeah. which we know is not now. Even at the end, I got chills when it was like Alexis and Jim are opening a trampoline park. The like, trampoline oh, park God. killed me. I'm like, the, the lawsuits tra- to come. The trampoline park was definitely the worst. Like that one stood out to me. I didn't even write anyone anything else on, but I'm like, wait, hold on. The trampoline park is definitely the most ominous of yes. all of them. And I mean, if you would have told me Gretchen and Slade would still be together, like I would have uh, told you crazy. Crazy. Um, Heather's cake, though. Like I just, the cake... As soon as you see it, you're like, here we go. Here we she go. goes, the cake, I mean, it's beautiful. It's just, it's not what I expected. <laughs> it isn't, it's not great. It's like, it's oh. so lackluster. It's like, it's it, it's not grand. It was supposed to have this big black sparkly bottom. I'm like, it definitely doesn't have it. No, it's, it's giving like 10-year-old's birthday. It's giving like 10-year-old <laughs> birthday party for like a bougie, uh, like a, absolutely. a 10-year-old that has parents with money, but still a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it is not an adult name no. change reveal 
party. The thing about Heather also is, I mean, the amount of time she brought up in the two episodes, like the two-bar finale, about how big of a deal it is she's changing her name, like, Again, like she's delu- like this is not that big of a deal. Like, you've been married for this long; it's not a wedding. Like she, but I really did think she thought she was yeah. doing something so important, and okay. that's being a little delusional is so important in a housewife. It's the I don't want one them important. to have self awareness. Like that's no. not why I'm here. I don't want them to be my idol. I don't want them to be like know what's going on in the world. I want them to think that this cake is the most important thing on the planet, and that's something else I think we're missing. Like we expect. I know we don't want to put the worst people on the planet on TV. I get it. We gotta have standards, but we expect too much of these people like can't we just fight about a cake yes and we and we do and we do so basically here we are this is like the setup so vicky's proving to everyone that brooks can afford things by showing up with a fur coat on Tamara and eddie are engaged and vicky is obviously jealous so she's mm-hmm. gonna tell Tamara that they're moving too fast that's like that's where they're at there um alexis is gonna show up with sarah and if you forgot about Sarah, Sarah has already made her appearance once when they had some like bowling night thing. She showed up wasted and she she tried to have a confrontational conversation with Vicky. Like she sat down. She's like, I'm going to talk to you. And Vicky was like, um, I don't want to. And then that mm-hmm. put Sarah on a loop where she was like, who says that? Who talks to people like that? And they literally had to escort Sarah out after hours and hours of this. So for Alexis to bring this person was not the move. Mm-mm. But of course, the first person to show up, thankfully, is Tamara and Eddie. But then the next person to show up is Alexis and Sarah. And I, Heather's confessional is... Um, is uh, who invite who a uh, Miss Uninvited uh, Sarah in her Vegas outfit stripper? stripper. <laughs> so good. I mean, you could tell from the limo again. I was trying to remember. Okay, why are we mad? Oh, Terry called Alexis phony. Yes, and Jim doesn't want to come to the party, so she's bringing Sarah for her backup. And you could from the limo over. Sarah is here to try to get a spot on this show. Yeah, she's already drunk. She's clearly, I feel like what was happening here is they wanted to make, she wanted to be a friend or Alexis wanted her to be a friend or it was mutual, but they like. And Gretchen brought her on, right? Right. I think, and I don't, she never got the solidified friend status though. No. From at least not in the Wikipedia timeline of housewives, which is my (laughs) other Bible. I know IMDB, again, Wikipedia can be updated by randoms, but I do trust that housewives timeline. I have to check it sometimes. There's just too much moving parts when I'm doing Mm -hmm. some stories about what years they were on. Um, and Sarah was not an official friend, but um, like so many others before us, did leave a mark. Mm-hmm. And I think w- you can even tell with the way they're talking when he- Heather is like, we're done with Sarah. No more Sarah. It's like she's saying, stop trying to make her happen on this yes. show. Like, I'm uh-huh. not filming with her anymore because she's, by the way, not a cast member. Why does she have to keep showing up to things? Vicky, you can tell they're just over this girl. Yes. And it's but I mean, God bless her because her little she left such a mark and like such how a drunk. Mark was she to pull something off this cake do you think she pulled it off the cake to kind of stir the pot or do you think she genuinely like had an out-of-body experience where she just took a piece of chocolate off the cake i really <laughs> feel sugar. like it was an out-of-body experience and I then she like, had to defend herself so I feel hard like it was so pretty that she's like what is that made out of and then yeah. like needed to try it and then was like conf- i i really do i think she's clearly like also taken some kind of pill mm. to help with anxiety or something i feel like that has to be involved. i had to go on xanax for it lydia yeah <laughs> she got some help from alexis <laughs> she totally took one of those uh so okay so now we are now we're there dude when vicky and brooks walk in brooks is casing the joint right he starts looking <laughs> around he's like this is real nice this is yes. real. He's like, oh the finale parties are gonna he, bring it i can't wait I, for next year 
I discovered the need to really focus on hair care when I gave myself an at-home haircut that went horribly wrong. I needed to find out how to grow out a pseudo-mullet as soon as possible. And that is how I came across Kitsch. All of their products are designed to leave your hair damage-free and luxurious. They have satin pillowcases, they have time-saving towels. Kitsch just understands that hair care doesn't stop in the shower. Kitsch offers game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch's best sellers include satin pillowcases, my favorite, caps and eye masks, and by the way, that satin is vegan and cruelty-free, not like silk, which is made from silkworms. These are so amazing for your hair and your skin while you sleep. I'll get more into that in a second. Shampoo and conditioner bars. Yes, bars. Bottle-free beauty, honey. Heatless satin curling rollers. There are TikTok videos of people throwing away their $600 curlers for this, okay? Quick dry hair towels. And trust me, you do not want to be using your normal towel that you dry your body with anymore. You want to be using these towels. And don't forget their classic hair ties and scrunchies. So I use their satin pillowcases, okay? That's what I use. I will never use a normal pillowcase again because not only is it good for the hair because it doesn't cause damage as you toss and turn and helps your hair grow long, like when you have a bad at-home haircut that you need to grow out, but it is amazing on your skin. Think of how you stuff your face into a pillow. Imagine a dry-ass pillowcase on that skin. No, no, you need satin. You need vegan cruelty-free satin for that. I also use their hair ties because I was damaging my hair so much. I like to put my hair up more often than I wear it down. And I was just getting clumps of hair coming out when I would be doing my hair, not when I use Kitsch. No, no. The scrunchies are made so they don't damage your hair. It's just covered in that satin. Listen up. Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all your holiday gifting. For the family, your besties, and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year. Right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide. Anywhere from 25% all the way up to 60% all month in November when you go to mykitch.com slash she speaks. You heard it. Discounts up to 60% off certain items at mykitch spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. Plus, Kitch has daily flash sales, unbelievable deals. So check back often. One more time, mykitch.com slash she speaks for huge holiday discounts everything you need for holiday gifting or to treat yourself hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The welcome arrival drink, though, just this is this is the year we're in, is vanilla pomegranate martinis. Oh. I could gag. I'm like, vanilla? What the hell? What's the vanilla vodka? Gross. Oh. Don't even. Just no. stop it right now. Um Alexis is acting like nothing's happening, even though Gretchen and Alexis are not in a good place, everyone. Let's not forget they because Gretchen is now with Tamra. Tamra and Tamra right. and Gretchen are are now besties. Vicky's very resentful. I'm just trying to get everyone caught up. Friendship on where, bracelets. On where we are in the world. <laughs> where we are in the world. We're back in what year? Is it 2012? I don't even know when yeah, you're there. This is around okay. 2012. That's where, where we are. I really like Tamara's hair and makeup vibe in this mm-hmm. era. It's kind of like, it's like a poof on top. And then a lot of like extension twirls underneath, and it's very kind of what I dark think eye about makeup. When I think of Tamra, Me like too. not now, but like when I think of whatever, and that's why again it was like season seven. I was like, oh, she's been she's been around for a while here, mm-hmm. but that that's like vintage Tamra. That's what I think of Tamra too. Like when I see Tamra now, I'm like, I still just see this Tamra. Like that's yeah. my quintessential Tamra vibe. Um, so Brianna, though, now. Mm. Brianna from day one did not like this Brooks character. So she shows up and it's tension between Vicky and Ryan and Brianna. Now, remember, Brianna and Ryan are married. They've already done the quick wedding thing. Um, Vicky tries to do like an awkward photo shoot with Brianna. And like I recognize the posing, like I recognize like seeing that frame picture in, in like someone like Vicky's house, where it's yeah. like this was us at uh, Heather's name changing party, you know. And you're yes. like, and and Brand is like, we were miserable. We weren't even talking yeah. then. This dress was twenty bucks. Like <laughs> she even was like, why are we taking seventeen photos? Like I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Um. So we get cut to Sarah, who's eating something. She said she found something in the kitchen. She's already drunk. She's like, I found balls in the kitchen. Yeah. And and Alexis is like, um, come to the bathroom with me, Sarah. And they go to the bathroom and you hear the mic picks up Alexis being like, OK, um, maybe slow down on the alcohol, I feel. I'm trying to when you know your friend's getting drunk, but you don't want to threaten them mm-hmm. and like they're going to get defensive. So she's like, you know, maybe maybe slow down on the alcohol a little bit. Your eyes look a little drunk. So maybe just sip yeah. water. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sip water. Ooh, I love water. That's the vibe she's giving. <laughs> we yes, totally 100%. had that friend. You yeah. don't want to piss them off. So she's like, that's the plan. So you know it's about to get so good. Like, they just got there. Like, they yeah. just arrived. The party hasn't even started. Sarah really. pre-gamed too hard, for sure. For sure. Uh, Gina arrives. Gina totally forgot Gina and Kara would were gonna be there me too and I forgot that the and Kara and and Tamara were gonna have a whole moment because Kara does this I wouldn't even call it passive aggressive because it's pretty aggressive that she puts on this like wetsuit poncho poncho thing like you're going on Splash Mountain (laughs) yes yes and Tamara in her confessional, she's like, I see Kara wearing this like splash mountain outfit. And she's like, I know she wants to talk to me. I'm like, wow, like you. OK, <laughs> like that. I didn't know that you could communicate like that with someone yeah. from across a party. Like, see this? I want to talk to you. Right. This but means they, more. They go and they talk. And it was like a sweet conversation, I guess. 
Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting because it, this is another thing that's was made me, I just like picked up on is they're kind of alluding to like the press, but they, the press has become such a bigger part of the show. And like on New York, they always had like the post, like they always had some allegations with it, but on other franchises, I feel franchises, I feel like they really tried for a while to keep it out. I heard you've been saying this about me. You took this side, but they didn't like flash the headlines. So this would have been a moment where they would have had Gina's interview with whoever, which she kind of said that Tamara wasn't good to Simon and whatever. Yes. But they had to dance around it, but that's what I feel like they were getting at. And now that would have been like, let's read the article right now. Like it would have, yes. that, that was an interesting thing that I feel like they were doing there. One of my friends who's a who's been a producer on these shows says it's like on different franchises that is a thing or different shows even mm-hmm. like on New York, like you said, the post has always been a part of it. Yeah. However, on Orange County, they don't like to talk about it. So they do. That's what we were saying earlier. It like when they say you were in New York mm-hmm. or in L.A., like on SLC, they keep saying when we were in L.A. rather yeah. than at the reunion. Right. Which is it's like, I, let's I just say like at the reunion. At this point, we got it. I feel like, and it's hard because I know that all housewives are produced by different production companies. Yes. Which is why they have different rules, so many different editing things. Like, it, it, they're not all created equally. Yes. But I feel like in 2022 with reality TV, it's a balance of what when to break the wall and when not to. But the way we're doing reunions now, where we're being so obvious that it's a reunion and having Andy go in and interview them and interview them at lunch, like, mm-hmm. why are we pretending that this happened not? in like on a Bravo set. Like it's silly to me. Cause it's still, I don't know. And it's a balance for sure. Like, I don't need this to be like teen mom where now they like walk in like with the producer straight up, just like interviewing them. But it feels cheap to like, not just call it what it is. And there's something kind of titillating when they say at the reunion, you're like, yeah, yeah it was at the reunion. Like, you and they show lo- us we the footage that. anyway. Like we know what they're talking about. Well, cause we know Bravo loves a flashback. Bravo oh, likes to best. keep showing you a flashback over and over again. Even if you just saw it, they were like, remember three seconds ago. If they show you. Austin back at the summer house one more time, I am going to like, blow my brain out. I'm like, out. we remember. Okay. Like, no one knows better. <laughs> no one's watching winter house casually, by the way, the only people watching winter house are the people that watch everything else on the network. We we know what happened when he visited the summer house and I watched it on Southern charm. Now I'm watching this. Like we know we saw him make out with Lindsay and Sarah and it's the same two clips every time. Oh my God. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> that is such a good point of all the shows that you don't need a flashback on. We no know who like, the players are in the winter no house. Like, I am just going to watch winter house. I'm not going to watch any <laughs> other of the shows. I'm just watching winter house. That's it. Like unless it's that clip of Austin yelling Madison's name after getting caught having a threesome. I don't want to see a flashback of Austin. That one I was ready to see every episode because it was just uh, killed me but I don't need to see any more of Austin the Summer House and I don't need to like fake the reunion oh, or whatever but anyway back to Tamara <laughs> and Tara. such a good point. No one's watching that no. by itself. No one. With no other reference. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. That's imagine. like you stumble upon the You'd Winter House. so confused. Like, who are these absolute degenerates <laughs> and why do they all know each other and why are we What Vermont? are they talking about? They keep talking about the summer. Yeah. And what the hell? No. It's so <laughs> good. Amazing. How long is this vacation? Why are they like, why are we watching them? Do they have jobs? Like, who are they? That is such a valid point. Uh, Okay, so they make up. Yay, all good. Fantastic. It's a really good like cinematic shot, like over Mm -hmm. Gina's shoulder showing Tamara and and um, Kara talking. I just love those moments for the camera guys, because like the producers are like, "Ooh, get this shot over Gina's. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, the orb. They get to like. 
feel like cinematographers versus just people like chasing around house. Exactly. Yeah. Because like it's a re- like for the crew, it's really hard because they don't get to like do setup shots and mm-hmm. light it. So they have to do so many moving parts at once. And when they especially, get a moment, I mean, this episode by the end, they're really chasing each other. Literally so many things are happening. Um, okay, now the very next shot when they're done with this makeup is Sarah stomping through the hall. <laughs> That's it. This is a real quick Sarah stomping. That's it. That's the shot. Then it's Heather's talking to her friend Dina, who we've seen throughout the seasons. And she's and Heather's like, there's not going to be a ceremony like I do with the kids naming, but I'm going to do a toast with the cake. And and Heather goes, did you like the cake? And Dina goes, mm-hmm. um, okay, look, I don't want to start any trouble. I don't really know anybody but the girl with the red dress who's dating a 60-year-old. And Heather goes, Sarah. <laughs> Dina goes, I don't know. Um, She took the bow off your cake and ate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Heather immediately, she broke my cake. I that mean. That is the rudest thing. She just broke it off and ate it. I'll make sure there's food around. I'll go ask her if she's hungry. <laughs> Immediately, I'm like, this is the best episode I've ever seen in my entire it's life. It's so good. And then Sarah's immediate, I have a sugar problem. That was perfect. Like, she went to a place of medical problems. I have a medical emergency. I have a thing. She didn't go there right away, though. She went there yeah. when she realized it was serious. Like, right. Which is good. You want to go there after you first started with, are you seriously mad? Like, you want to start with that. But I like, so Heather goes and gets Tamara and Vicky. And she goes, I'm sorry. Sarah broke the bow. Well, she goes, you know that girl, Sarah? Like, they're really (laughs) trying to deny that she's even, like, in their world. And maybe she's not, but, like, they're not. They're acting like, I mean, and second-class citizen, not even friend of that girl, Sarah. Like, remember her? She's still here, and she ate my cake. (laughs) She ate my cake. But then Heather's like, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But Tamara goes and grabs Sarah and brings her over to the cake and points at it and goes, did you eat the bow? And Sarah goes... I did eat the bow. <laughs> I did. I'm guilty of eating the bow. Tamara goes, why? Sarah goes, because I wanted to. She, she's, I don't fucking care. Yeah. And then Vicky's like, but, but they didn't serve it yet. Are you seriously upset because I ate the bow? And then, then we go into, Terry tries to, but Terry tries to like explain, well, you know, the significance of the bow and the cake is that she changed. I'm like, Terry, I like that you're trying to like make it make sense mm-hmm. to Sarah. It's not, it's not good. I Nothing's making sense to Sarah. She has more than a sugar problem. <laughs> yeah. But then she, this is when she's like, okay, I'm going to switch it. I have a sugar problem. I need sugar. When Heather hands her an Oreo. Beautiful. I mean, it was so well done, too. She, like, yeah. kind of flipped her wrist around and said, here you go. Here's an Oreo. Alexis, though, has to go with the angle of, are we seriously mad about about the cake? I'm like, no, no, don't don't go that. Don't go that route, Alexis. You're already yeah. you're already not. It's not going to go. It's not going to go well. Now Sarah's going, you're stupid. Get over it. Get now. It's on the hamster reel. Now it's and, and then Heather I am bored with this. You go get yourself together or you may leave. I mean, it's perfect because the stakes are incredibly low to everyone in the world besides Heather and the other people in the room. And that's what we need. We need petty and we need like a couple scenes about it. If they were still talking about the cake now, we wouldn't like it. But it it aired just enough of it. It's when they don't harp on it too long. They already didn't like Sarah, so they were just looking for an excuse. And the bow was better than Sarah, like, 
hitting on Terry. Like that yes. would have sucked, but the boat, it was innocent. It was stupid. <laughs> she was drunk. It was just like the perfect storm of shit show. And I don't get those moments enough anymore. I feel like everything is too like produced, but they, no one told Sarah to take that boat. No. That, that was that girl. That was that bitch's decision. <laughs> no, she was off unattended and like did that on her own. Yeah. When Heather described, someone's like, who did it? A hideous, non-invited guest. (laughs) Like, again, she's not on the program. She is not a housewife. She's not a friend. Mm -mm. She's uninvited to this party. And she better not, like, get an orange anytime soon. It's, like, all the under context, I feel like, of what they talk about Sarah. Because Heather's new to this. She's like, no, no, I'm not associated with that. That is not the show that we're on. Yeah. Um. So that ends the episode, but then we go right into the next one. And Gretchen, this is when Gretchen pulls Tamara aside for this hideous friend bracelet that has three heart chain, heart, whatever they are on it, heart charms, charms. with a lot of significance. Oh, mm-hmm. the, I mean, just a lot. Of, this is because you're not going to let anyone walk all over you again. And this is going to lock up our, fr- I don't know, fucking Heather, Tamara cries. Yeah. They're drunk, okay. clearly. There's oh. more dr- alcohol involved. Oh, oh yeah. Lots of but, bubbles. Bubbles will do that. But even for, even you, Tamara, one goes, I'm eating tonight, meaning like she drank too much because she doesn't usually probably eat on camera or at parties. Um, but with the bracelet, I mean, it's very hideous. And I know it's 2012, but it's even ugly for 2012. Like this mm-hmm. looks like a 2004 kind of bracelet we'd be rocking. Like it is. And Orange County, they're not known for the fashion over there. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's uglier than I remembered. And Gretchen even warns her. She's like, I know it doesn't look great when you first see it, but I'll walk you through it. <laughs> so she's never going to wear it. No. Come on. Um, but the next shot is Sarah t- stepping over like the velvet rope that's blocking people from going into the kitchen, clearly for a reason. And as she's doing it, she's t- for Terry and Heather to get upset over a cake the next shot is her in Heather's face in the kitchen over a cake. Like, uh, she, okay. And so Heather's like, I am not going to have my party ruined over this. You are being rude and disrespectful. And so she literally summons in Alexis. T- she's like, Alexis, Terry, T- Tamara, Gretchen, I need everyone in here. And she literally tells Alexis, like, I need you to get Sarah out of my house. I need her out of of my house. And then as she does that, Sarah goes over to her other friend and she's like, why are they doing this? <laughs> Sarah <laughs> forgot that she broke the cake and she's like, it's all connecting for her. She's like, oh no, like I'm actually not going to be on this show. This is going to air on TV and I'm going to look horrible and I'm going to have I to actually, disappear. I like think I think she right. did. I think she did forget she broke the ball. <laughs> yeah. I think. And also I feel like sometimes you have these moments with reality stars. This happens more like on the bachelor, which I cover a lot. Like you can tell their wheels are spinning because they like snap out of it. And they're like, Oh no, this is going to air. Like this <laughs> is like, like they're so invested. They're so in the moment. And then every once in a while, they have a moment where they're like, Oh fuck, this is not like, I I'm going to lose this argument. I'm going to look nuts and things are going to whatever. And I feel like Sarah almost had a, almost had a come to Jesus moment where she was like, Oh, I should not have gotten out of the limo and let alone touch the bow. <laughs> like this is not going to go well for me. Do you have you watched Amy Schumer's like reboot of her show? No, I she has yet. a great sketch where, OK, the sketch is she was on The Bachelor and she was okay. like one of the contestants and she has to go back in and record some audio pickups. Oh, my God. And so so she goes in the booth and they're like, OK, so all you have to do is read the dialogue that's in front of you and match, try to match it to your voice. 
And she's looking at the audio and she's like, wait, did I really say this? Is there any way we can edit it out? They're like, no, we are picture locked. You got to match it. And it's like her wasted being like, fuck that bitch. I hope she gets COVID the long kind. Oh my God. <laughs> and like saying all this stuff that like she regrets saying when they were mm-hmm. filmed. So it's very similar to what you yeah. are saying where you're like, right. Yeah. yeah. So that totally happens. Uh, so, okay. Alexis, though, when she comes in the kitchen, she's like, I'm going to pretend like I don't understand why you called me into this kitchen. And clearly she had said, like, get your friend out of here. But Alexis is like, I don't understand what's going on. And so literally Heather's like, because I want you to get her to leave my house. And Alexis is still like, okay, but what's happening exactly? (laughs) And Slade's like, all that matters right now is that Terry and Heather, and she's like, okay. And she puts her hand in front of Slade's face. Like, I'm trying to talk to Heather right now. Heather's not being very clear with me what she wants. And Heather's like, I want her to leave. I'm still not getting what the problem is here. I'm still not following. But then Gretchen gets mad. She's like, don't put your hand in Slade's face. And so finally, finally, Alexis gets it and she goes, well, you know, I'm not her bodyguard. Like, you bitch, you yeah. brought her, though. You did. But she doesn't even end up leaving with her. But anyway. I know. I thought. I feel like they probably just, like, put her in a car with production. And, like, this girl's been a fail. But we need they needed Alexis there because there was so much unresolved. With, and, True. And they, they put Sarah in a car and they pulled Jim out of one. They were like, we know Jim's coming, so Alexis yeah. has to stay. Like, yeah. we already know he's, like, getting mic'd up as we speak. Right. That definitely is what happened. Yeah. Uh, but so Heather, but this is great. Heather goes, the bottom line is it is time for the Sarah chapter to close. Yeah. It's time for you to say goodbye. I'm like, she made that up on the spot. That was right. a great She's line. producing in real time, but in a way that's just, just enough because you, again, you don't want your housewives to be too much like trying to control the narrative, but also this girl really was not necessary and she did just enough. And she was right. Like Sarah served her purpose and it's time for Sarah to go. We got the footage of the cake. Her last line is, over a piece of cake? Is this the world we live in? Like, yes, Sarah, it is. Yeah, bye. And on Bravo, this was very, you you committed a crime. Yes, a crime that we yeah. will never let you live We have in. housewives committing real crimes, but your crime, Sarah, was touching that cake. Yes, eating, eating it, okay? Yes. What did it taste like, though? I, we never got an answer to that. Was it I tried to, like, find out where Sarah is now. Um, she, she seemed to pull an Alison Dubois and just kind of wipe herself from the internet because she's traumatized oh. by the experience. I couldn't get many <laughs> updates on where is Sarah now. Wow. Okay, yeah. I don't blame her. Actually, that kind of tracks. Yeah. Um. All right, so now that that's over, we switch gears to go to, like, the Brooks is not a good guy. Everyone's a little nervous about Brooks. He's shady. Because Vicky tries to, like, talk to Ryan and be like, you know how, like, I don't know anything about you, you know? And he's like, well, you can ask me. And he's just like, but I wouldn't. So tell Brianna she can't ask anything about Brooks. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. She's like, okay, I got it. Like, very, this is the Vicky vibe, Brooks vibe, right? Then we get Jim surprising Alexis. And eventually the Terry-Jim conversation Um. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but when Tamara goes over to like sit in, first of all, Heather going over, I'm like, this isn't going to go well. This no. isn't going to go well. And then when Tamara joins, I was actually like, well, of course, Jim's going to leave. Yeah. Uh, Jim is a tough person to root for. Yeah. For a thousand reasons. For a thousand reasons. But you know, he probably walked into that with a guarantee. We're going to put you with Terry. 
whatever. So I don't blame him for, he's not the big character on the show. The women should not get to say who they want to film with, what they want to do. The men are tricky. And in certain franchises, especially, and they pick and choose like what year the guys are kind of more involved and whatever. But I do think it's fair for him to not necessarily want Tamara, who's tough, tough to deal with. Yeah, in his year, chirping, at this who, point. who was wasted and hates Alexis. Yes, hates Alexis is not going to whatever. So I don't blame Jim for getting up and walk away either. He probably would have said something he was going to regret because Alex uh, Tamara would have probably riled him up. So actually, for one time only, probably good call, Jim. Yes, because as soon as he gets up and she goes, "What's wrong, Bellino? He doesn't yeah. want to hear the truth." Like, <laughs> well, I feel like he made the right call. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. And Alexis has to literally run after the car. I mean, if that was not a sign of what was to come in their marriage, then Whoa. her having to, and then her thanking him for stopping. Thank you, baby. I know. After he had no intention of stopping, she chased him down. He left without saying goodbye. She didn't even know he left. I was, I was actually surprised she caught up with him. Me too. It looked like he was gone, gone. He yeah. was like, she, I mean, granted, he figured she would figure it out, but still. No, it was that, I mean, they, they again didn't age well but they never were i guess like anything to root for i don't even really know what terry and jim could have resolved because that was just terry's opinion on alexis and like what were they gonna do like be like she's not phony it's like okay yeah i know it's like i didn't call her the phoniest person in life i don't think i did that did i say she was phony yes it was like terry was (laughs) terry again and heather always said i feel like terry was the one who wanted to be on the show and you could see it in that moment because he was Speaking housewife. No, no, no. I did not say you were. She was the phoniest person I ever met. Did I say she was phony? Well, yes. And yes. it's like, okay, well, like that's the, not the same thing, but also the same thing. Yes, yes. So it was like this wasn't even going to resolve itself, even if they did go to lunch. It's like, right. well, so I said it, and yeah. bye. So it's a very fine line of when the men should be involved. I mean, Terry did say it, so I guess that's why the issue is with him. But it's it's a very fine line for when the guy should be involved and when they're obviously they're going to defend their wife, but also yeah. like, do we need it? Do we need it? Exactly. Um, okay. Now all of them are gathered around the fig white table. Mm-hmm. Heather makes some joke like, oh, I'm so happy Sarah and Alexis are gone. And Terry's like, hey, those are your friends, Slade. What's your malfunction? And Slade's <laughs> like, we're very insecure people. Make some joke. Yeah. Then Vicky makes some like manic toast. She's like, where's Alexis? Where's Alexis? I miss Alexis. It it was bizarre. Yeah. To which Tamara rolls her eyes. Which she did, 100%. Eyes were rolled. Brooks goes, really? (laughs) Tamara says, oh, really? Brooks like, you want to go there? Which is, all of this is super bizarre. And then Tamara, drunk as fuck, she's like, absolutely. (laughs) She was just hoping for this. Like, he probably felt it from her he probably knew she wanted to fuck with him he was like let's go let's do it and then he goes what are we talking about (laughs) yeah let's do it so now it's on and vicky's like what's what's happening acting like she doesn't know what's going on and now we get the evil eye well why'd you give her the evil eye and she's like what no nothing's going on nothing's happening why'd you do that this whole back and forth and but then I didn't realize Gretchen riled it up a little bit more because mm-hmm. Vicky tries to say, I don't want to fight about this now. And then Gretchen goes, but this has been brewing between you guys. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, she wanted this, too. OK, stoke that fire a little bit. Vicky goes, Respect nothing it. has been brewing between us. We're best friends. Got it. OK. 
Tamra brings it back. She goes, I don't like what you're doing over here with this evil eye thing, Brooks. And then Brooks starts whispering to Vicky because the conversation starts like kind of picking up. He goes, she did give you the evil eye. She did. And I have your back. I have your back. And then Tamra, what is your fucking problem? And you just whispered in her ear that I gave her the evil eye. What is your problem? And then Vicky says, Eddie, get, get control of Tamra, which I like how Eddie just kind of, he just kind of gestures like he pretends to motion with his hand like he's going to do something. He's like, oh, okay. Like he's not really going to do anything. Tamra standing up across, what an iconic visual. Like yeah. standing up across the table with her finger pointing. And Brooks does look kind of scared. I'm not going to lie. Brooks actually looks a little freaked out. Yeah. She's like, I don't have him take control of me. Relax, Vicky. Stop letting him tell you what to think. And then Vicky's voice goes to an octave and a tone that is, I feel like. It only goes here in certain instances. And Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like we only really heard this when Brooks came onto the scene. For sure. I kind of feel like we never heard it until this. She was a different animal when it came to protecting Brooks. That was just so... And we can only imagine, like, gross to say, but, like, just because of the love tank and the bedroom. Like, in what world is she defending this man so, like, it brings something out of her. And that's the only thing we can get around. Like, Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Because like this was like a growl. It yeah. was it was like it was bizarre. It was crazy. But so like she's like, who is this person? Bring Tamara back. And she walks off. <laughs> but Tamara, Tamara is like so heated. And then she goes to Terry. Did I give her the evil eye? And Terry he's like, no, he's so yeah. invested. He's, he's like, so invested. Yeah, forget it. No, you didn't. Like, but then Tamara, Tamara goes to like follow them. And obviously Eddie makes he's like, no, 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 don't. But Gretchen goes, yeah, go get her. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is where you know Tamara's wasted. She walks over. She's like, why are you leaving? As yeah. if, like, nothing just <laughs> happened. She's like, well, we could talk this through. And it's like, oh, what planet are you living on, Tammy So You literally are, like, threatening violence against Brooks. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but, like, you're trying to hit him, basically. Yeah, like, I would, I would you'll let him go. And then this is the famous, you're supposed to be my friend, my soulmate, my sister. I didn't remember that was this. I never, obviously, who could forget that screech? It's the having, I've never had multiple partners in my life. The, the Vicky, like, screech. But I... For some reason, I remember them being in like 80s clothes or something. I guess that's a different fight. But I didn't remember it was at the Heather Bow party that it was the friend soulmate sister. Mm-hmm. So much. Oh. This party is this episode is just full of so much oh, history, full of history. Uh, and so then, you know, they leave, obviously. But then we get this great scene with Tamara and Brianna that's so like chilling, knowing what we know. Yeah. Where because Brianna goes, he has no car, no job, no house. Who is this guy? Oh, oh who is this guy indeed? We give all the credit to Megan King, but I Brianna should get a lot of credit for for the Brooks identification of something sketchy because she really was on the note for right on it. And I think watching this also kind of this might not be a hundred percent accurate, but I feel like losing Brianna to Oklahoma is when Vicky started to go downhill because having Brianna be there and be the sounding board, even when we see her kind of convince her to come back inside and I'm your daughter, I do have your best interest at heart. It humanized Vicky and it brought Vicky down to earth to the point where like those last couple seasons Mm. when she was really losing it, I don't Mm -hmm. think we had her center wasn't there. And I think Brianna 
brought out a side of Vicky we needed that made her more human. And also Brianna was right, like nine out of 10, 99% of the time with all the comments she was making. And I think her being able to communicate with Tamara so well gave those two a chance. Like I think not having Brianna to kind of be her sounding board, but also hold her accountable is where Vicky went off the rail. So I think Brianna was so important to her storyline. I I have to agree because you even see like, this is nuts. Like if you didn't have Brianna to come in and do like when they're outside, Vicky sends Ryan, go, go get Tamra, go get, go get Brianna away from Tamra right now. I don't need any more corruption in her mind. Like as if that's what it was. And then when Brianna, well, also it was kind of creepy when Heather comes out and Brooks is like, don't. Don't. This is family. Don't. I'm yeah. like, well, who the fuck are you? Get out of right. here. But this is. She's a, like, the, I'm having something really special the, happening. The, again. It's like, Heather delusion. That this name ceremony is so important. This toast. And it, I, it's just beautifully done because I, she really does think she's doing something so important here that she needs Vicky. It's like when Shannon fast forward a couple of seasons later, when it's the art Aries party yes, and she that's needs all the Aries in the room. I'm like, these women are so delusional that they think this is that important. Like these people should be leaping, like get them home. Like everyone is hammered. Like, why do you want them to come back inside? And then exactly. when you see what it is, I'm like, this was so not an event. Right. It was <laughs> it's not an event. I guess maybe, maybe it was producers being like we need Vicky for the goodbye toast but like do we even need it like we're on season seven of this show now like we don't people storming out is nothing out of the ordinary like if she's not in the finale shot her finale shot is storming off Alexis wasn't there yeah do like the funny like Vicky and Brooks are still together as they're like driving off in their in their car no, but, it genuinely okay. felt like how they just really wanted everyone there for her oh. name ceremony. She's like, just try for two minutes because I planned this special thing. Yeah. It's just an important moment for me. Right. Like, do you want to be my friend? Do you want to miss this important moment in my life? It's like my kid being born. Like, she's comparing it's- it to like, she's going to be mad. Or she's going to have problems with Heather if she misses this important moment. And by the way, she's been going by Heather Dubrow this whole time. Right. We <laughs> Heather Page Kent to who? <laughs> like, we didn't know that girl. We don't know yeah. that girl. I'm like, what was your other last name? I have never known you as that yeah. person. So thank you. But so when Brianna does come out, to your point, though, she's she's not swayed by like what Brooks is trying to do. So mm-hmm. she does. She like grounds. She Well, she scares Vicky with it because she first it's hilarious getting like Vicky's side of the story like this is yeah. her daughter and she's right. like um I was I gave a toast to Alexis and then <laughs> Tamara rolled her eyes and and Brianna's like did she really roll her eyes and she's like she did she did she rolled her eyes you saw it I did I saw it like right. this is like, how petty reverse. this argument like, mother, is daughter rolls yeah. there and then she's like well Tamara said she didn't roll her eyes well she did well it's like not really that big a deal you think maybe Brooks kind of made it a bigger deal right um, yeah she did and then so but but then the what gets her is that Brianna's not gonna go over to like be with Brooks she just kind of is like she's like well fine go listen go uh, ostracize yourselves alienate yourselves and don't listen to your daughter listen to your boyfriend so she starts walking in and it scares Vicky and it scares Brooks Brooks is like no, no, we're not going to alienate ourselves, are we, Vicky? We're going to yeah. go inside. And it makes him realize, like, fuck, she's on to my game. Right. And again, it's going to air on TV. And I'm now I'm doing what she said I was doing. So I got to backtrack and we got to get back inside. And he had that moment of that word, alienate, is now what he's going to hear about for the next however amount of time. So he's going to prove he's not. So yes. Brooks wasn't, I mean, he's an idiot, but he's not. He's, he's play, playing the game beautifully in a gross yeah. way, but like beautifully. Yeah. 
So you're right. I think that when she left, it it did because she did lose her marbles completely at a certain point. And I yeah. think that that did affect her. And then they so then they go back inside for the tiniest. First of all, the cake being front and center for this moment was it's such a pathetic little cake. It's such an ugly cake. And they try to like not show the bow like they keep trying to zoom in on just the HD because they're like, don't show the bow. Right. Uh, and it's just it's like literally her being like, you know, I say friends are like precious metals. And so she quoted the Girl Scout law, which as a former Girl Scout, uh, make new friends would keep the old of one is silver and the other is gold is a lovely sentiment. But like, you're way too old to be pulling out the Girl Scouts. Like on my honor, I will try to serve God and my country to help others at all times and live by the Girl Scout law. I still know it too, but I don't quote it in everyday life. As your fight, as the finale toast that you made Vicky come back in for. But then Vicky, she joins in. She goes, all right, sorry for leaving, but uh, that's what I do when I get confronted. The bottom line is I've never been happier. I love Brooks. He's my man. You're either in or you're out. It was, that was crazy the way she just threw that in there. Like we, I thought we moved, we were putting that to bed for now, but like, no, no, no. All right. She wanted to make sure the season ended in her version on a high note, I think is what that was, but it was beautifully executed and great reenactment right there. Like the way she just spewed it out. It is what it is, what it is. And Heather Tamara's face is like throwing her eyes, but she does the cheers. Like everyone is done at this point. Yeah. And then production's like, well, we did it. We got it. We did it. We got an epic two-part finale at a party at Heather's with a bow. And okay, Heather's okay. like, and they're like, Heather, you are getting your contract renewed. Trust me. Don't you will be center orange. <laughs> yes. Trust on that. And what a journey. Thank you for, thank you that you were such a good sport. That was oh so Oh my God. Fun. It was so fun to be in 2012. <laughs> I really did enjoy old Orange County. When, it, when Orange County is good, it's good. It's it is. not good that much. <laughs> yes, I know. Because, well, because I think it's because Orange County itself, like actual, the county is just different now. Mm. Fair. It's a it's a little dark. Yeah, it's not the same. You know what I mean? I just think that maybe yeah. that is the problem because what are what are you think is gonna be? What are your expectations or hopes or do you have any for the upcoming season with Tamara back? Because I actually think watching them interact at BravoCon, there's definitely layers here. The Taylor Armstrong of it all. Heather so desperately kind of wanting to be a success coming back, but Tamara clearly being the glue. Like I think it has the it has the the foundation to be good again. Okay, so my real, okay, so my fake truth is I'm mm-hmm. like, I have, you know, we'll see. But my real truth is I have high hopes. Yeah, me too. I just don't want to get disappointed because like that happens. But I have, so, when, when Tamara announced her, when they finally said she was coming back, I was like, guys, I'm sorry, this is perfect because she was feuding with everybody going in. And Tamara's yeah. so tough that she can handle a feud and a and a and a forgiveness and a move on so quickly. Mm-hmm. So she'll go in, she'll feud with Shannon, she'll resolve it and she'll move on. She'll go in, she'll be feuding with she was feuding with Gina, she was feuding with Emily, she was kind of in a weird space with Heather, and she's so good at forgiving and moving on that I'm like, there's gonna be so much action. Yeah. So I was I have high hopes, but you know, on the surface I'm saying I, you know, we'll see. I agree. I feel the exact same way. In my core, I'm like, I I think it's going to be good. I really hope so. I mean, she was great on Girls Trip is different, but it was she's just good TV. Tamara is meant to be on TV. She plays the game well. She takes it just seriously enough, but she also knows, you know, she's not afraid to be insane on camera. I mean, watching some of these meltdowns, it's like Eddie was like, I want to marry this person. Like, it's crazy. I I wonder the same thing. And like, I know he (laughs) doesn't like the show, so he, but he's like, all right, it makes you happy. But so she must be able to put it to bed at home to move on on screen, but also to make that relationship work. 
Um, so I have really high hopes, but I'm nervous as well that we're just gonna fall for it again. <laughs> right? I know, because I I fell for it with with Heather. Heather's comeback. I just didn't think it through enough. Yeah. That's what it was. I didn't really like I didn't map out the rest of the casting enough. Yeah. And they had too many new people in addition. I just didn't, but now I feel like this gets it right. But I think one is thing Orange County. It, because there's so much history there, it, there's so much to pull from to bring people back. And I think the new people have just been the fails that I think we got. Like, I would watch Alexis Bellino on my TV in 2022. I would see Especially check in with, with, her, with her trans kid. Right. With she And she seems to be in a much better headspace as a human, as a mother, as a mom. She's got a boyfriend who she's been with forever. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's, and, but there's still history there. Yeah. Whereas, like, those randoms, and they're only giving them one season, which I get it because we don't want them. But if you don't give anyone more than one season, we're never going to have history. And we have to, we have to buy that they care about each other. Like, it's, 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 it's too, it's moving too quickly, but also then there's too many in between seasons. So it's tough. So I think bringing from the past is the move. Yep. All it's right, not Lydia. I don't know why they kept uh, her. I swear <laughs> to God, if they, someone did a fake tweet that circulated for 24 hours that she was coming back. And I was so, I had PTSD. I was like, don't, don't, I swear to God, don't no. even fucking do that to me. Um, do you want to tell the people where to follow you on Instagram? Sure. I'm at Sarah Heron, H-E-A-R-O-N. Um, I cover The Bachelor a lot. So not to be confused with the Sarah Heron from The Bachelor, who was actually on the show. Like that time Chris Harrison DM'd me, invited me to a party thinking he was inviting that Sarah Heron. Shut up. Did you go? Not me. Um, he was in LA, but I was like, hi, I don't think I am who you think I am, but I do work at Us Weekly. And then it was great because my DMs with Chris Harrison were open until he got fired. So that was nice at the time. Um, but yeah, follow me on Instagram and readusmagazine.com. Do all the things if you if you want to hear more of this. If you want to hear more of this, yes. Thank yeah. you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you. I had a great time. All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to support me, please go to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo and buy me a coffee or two or five. Also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And if you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Thank you guys. I'll see you on Instagram or TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.